Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Today, we're going to dive in eating for the holidays. So Katie, this is a little bit of a touchy subject for me. Holidays, family, people. People. However, (laughs) people. (laughs) we're going to try and stay. Chris is going to try and stay on the linear pathway for this. We have polar opposites, right? Let's talk about the holidays for a second and family because family can be super stressful. And we see it all the time in the clear skin solution where clients come in and they're like, I don't want to upset people or you know what? I don't really care on the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to make those waves because it's all about my health. And either way, that's total just a personality thing for you. You have in-laws and family that are truly supportive. They like to make different things for you. They allow you to bring things in. And by allowing, of course, that's just a general term. It's not a confrontational when I use that word allowing. On the other end of the spectrum, I have myself where it just was not so user-friendly. Not so user-friendly. And that's all she'll say about that today, everybody. Yeah. It's like a DOS, you know, like when computers came out. MS-DOS. DOS. Yeah. It's, you need to be a millennial there. or older to know what a MS-DOS <laughs> is. Yeah. And if you don't, that's just how terrible it is. So going into the holidays... We want to watch because there's things like the emotional eating and the stress around it, especially if people are in therapeutic Mm -hmm. protocols, you know, trying to clear their acne. They're around all this array and then deprivation sets in. Mm -hmm. We, I would say, Chris. So let's jump into that. You want to know what? The holidays always adds a little bit of anxiety across the board for everybody. And I know, Chris, as soon as those holidays start approaching, like early November, because it's Thanksgiving for the Americans and then Christmas starts creeping in. There seems to be a little bit of panic amongst the clients, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so good. I want to, I don't want to break my protocol. How can I continue doing this? So today we wanted to talk about when you're in a protocol working through your acne, how can you handle the holidays? If you're not in taking the age 20 approach, how we handle the holidays and lots of tips and tricks across the board. So I do want to start off with just the stress, like you said, right, Chris, the stress of holidays. I don't know about you over there in the Brown Craig household, but here in the Stewart household, (laughs) I am the one buying all of the gifts, wrapping all of the gifts, planning all of the gifts, doing all the things, making the food, like all the things. I am making this a freaking special day for everybody. At the ex- <laughs> It doesn't sound so special. Freaking special. <laughs> Remind me to avoid the Stuart household around preparation time. Like... <laughs> But that's the thing that happens, to, especially moms, right? Like moms put so much stress on themselves to make the holidays like a phenomenal. I want my kids to have a great time. I want to make sure everything's perfect. People are coming. The house is spotless. Like we hold ourselves to this level of perfection that no wonder the emotional eating starts to creep in because we're so stressed and burnt out and overwhelmed and anxious and doing all the things that we're like, I just need to eat all of the food because I, that's the only way I can feel better. 
And then also your cortisol is in overdrive. That stress hormone is just pumping through the roof because you're so stressed. It's making it such a lovely day for anybody. I keep saying to my husband, Frank, I'm like, can we just be one of those families that goes away over Christmas for two weeks so I don't have to buy things, wrap things, make things, do all the things? And like, I always make fun of him. And I don't know if anyone else listening, my husband's job, bless him, such a lovely man. His job is picking presents up, putting presents in trunk, loading child into car, buckle, star car. Like that is the extent to his holiday prep. So I know how stressful it can be. So Chris, do you ever find that over in your household, you're like, I just want a good snack so that I don't have to be so stressed? Yeah, I'm way past that now. Oh, because you've been doing this. You're like, kids, this is it. Here's your your present. I am just, you know what? Come to our house. Okay. Now you come to my house, I'm going to buy the turkey. I don't need you to bring stuff in. I'm happy to do it all, right? I'm going to have some carrots, probably glazed in something. But one time, you're going to love this. Mm. And this is what I mean. One time I had the in-laws over and a little bit of extra in-laws. Your in-laws are extra. (laughs) Let's just say it like that. And I said, oh my gosh, it's going, just come, please don't bring anything. And my mother-in-law always brought those, you know, those jelly, those jelly dessert Who invented the jelly desserts? Like who invented a jelly thing with like the chunks in it? That creeps me out. It creeps me out. I've never thought that looked appetizing. It looks like vomit. Oh, anyways. So I said, don't bring anything. Like, and she brought that and I was just like so irritated, right? Because I'm like, I knew. And I was like, no, no, I'll get everything. But- here was my little bit of an error. I said, we're going to have a gluten and sugar in dairy free Christmas. Uh-oh. Well, some numbers dropped off. <laughs> so that was okay. <laughs> For the ones that came, I remember my niece, she looks, she sits back, puts her utensils on her plate and says, that was actually good. That's so funny. You know what that told me? That was the talk of the rest of the extended family. That was their secret chat. I became the focal point. They ha- that was their chat. That was their secret she, uh, yeah. uh, uh, iMessage chat together. Oh my God, Chris is not going to feed us any food. So I'm beyond that now. Like, come, I'm going to make it. It's going to be delicious. Because the thing is, is, you know, even when clients come into the Clear Skin Solution, correct me if I'm wrong, we give recipes out right away. And I always tell them, I'm going to give you recipes so you don't feel that we're going to feed you cardboard. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions, right? Whether it's the holidays or just any other day of the year, people automatically assume that if you're going to be eating healthy, you're going to be eating cardboard. It's going to be tasteless. You're eating like gross salads with like canned vegetables. And that's that, that image they have in their mind. And I think it's from the way our society has viewed eating healthy for so long it was all about the diet culture to lose weight. It was low fat, low salt, low this, low that. And the food kind of was gross. So especially if you're millennial or older, you grew up in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, where we had those canned foods, those boxed foods, those really not good tasting things. Like honestly, unless you like grew up in an Italian household, like my stepdad, who like got all the delicious foods. So I will give you the caveat there for getting that home cooked European food a little bit different. But for that standard North American diet, we just grew up in this kind of realm. So now society that it's 2023, we still view it as, oh my God, it's not going to taste good because it's all of these things. But when you really embrace the flavors that mother nature truly has to offer, add spices and garlic and herbs and maybe some citrus, like it really livens up and brightens up the flavor of things versus just having like a microwaved canned corn. 
Exactly. You nailed it. It is the whole foods, the fresh foods. They all have their own nutrient profile, which is going to be loaded with a beautiful mixture of different. I mean, I love vitamins and minerals and all those things. However, it's got to taste good. You can tell me all day long that's, oh, well, Chris, this has beta carotene. And I'm like, oh, it tastes like cardboard. I'm not doing exactly. it. So I get that for people, but the packaged foods, the man-made foods, these are the things that tend to, we compare them. So bread, mm. we compare that loaf of wonder over to a gluten-free and it has to be frozen and it doesn't taste the same. Well, right. Because it doesn't have the same preservatives either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we could go on and on about that. But essentially when it comes down to it is never feel that herbs and spices and natural foods can't provide the same robust explosion of flavor in your mouth that those processed foods that you're used to can. Absolutely. And something that I, like I'm a big foodie. So before I was a nutritionist, I actually worked in television as some people know. And one of my main roles was I was a videographer and location host. And I worked on a local cable station and I hosted a food show where I went around to all the best restaurants in the city trying their must-have items. That was clearly the best job ever. And that kind of foodie component of my life has now transferred into my this career as a nutritionist. And I was like, just because I'm eating healthy does not mean I'm giving up all of my favorite comfort foods. Like I'm a big comfort food eater. The holidays, like a Thanksgiving meal, a Christmas dinner meal, like those are my, like I like literally dream about these meals because I love like Thanksgiving and Christmas with all the fixings. So when I became a nutritionist, I'm like, okay, I got to get a little creative. How am I going to still have my gravy? Will I use bone broth? How am I still going to ha have my stuffing? I'm going to make it with almond flour. And I would say the almond flour stuffing that we have on the blog, it's a client favorite. Like so many clients are like, oh my God, I made Katie stuffing at the holidays. It was amazing. I'm never going back. So it's just getting creative and using different ingredients to still have a full spread because both you and I, Chris, we do a full anti-inflammatory Christmas. We have turkey and the sides and all the stuffings and like the breads, but we do it in a way because you and I both having autoimmune disease, we're both gluten-free. So like we are no gluten household, no dairy household, no corn household, yet we're still having phenomenal dinners with our family because we've just gotten creative on the ingredients that we use. Exactly. So if we're going to look at jumping into the holidays and we already know there could be stressors around there and we don't know what's going to happen and who's going to, what family member is going to be cranky. There's a lot of dynamic when we do things, let's be honest. Essentially for those people that aren't on protocols, Let's go into the 80-20 approach and I, because we also I do First, that. I'm cutting in here because I want to share with people oh. what is a protocol because sometimes I think you and I say protocol all the time. People are like, what are they talking about? An acne protocol. Acne protocol. So where Chris goes and like starts like butchering your diet. No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not though. Totally She's not. She's not. But a protocol, when we say that is for our clients inside the clear skin solution, they go through different protocols throughout their time with us. And when we're going through a therapeutic protocol, it's usually a shift in, in food choices. It's specific supplements. Like we have a big focus, like whether we're focused on your gut, we want to shift your microbiome. We want to detox your liver, support your lymph, like whatever it may be, it will be specific foods with specific supplements. And we generally want to stay as close to all of them as humanly possible, but we're never, Chris and I and the coaches, we're not mean over the clear skin solution. We are very strategic in how we plan out protocols. So almost never will a client be over a big therapeutic protocol over the holiday period. Cause that's just mean. 
But some clients do say, I can handle it, I can handle it. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. That's, it is, it's cruel. So when we look at that 80, 20 outside of that therapeutic, what does that look like? Because everyone always says, well, how do I know? And I said, it looks like the standard quality of what we should be doing every single day. 80% of whole foods. Like we talked about it. All these beautiful nutrients and minerals and vitamins with a lot of flavor, the 20% is the other. So you want to go and have that sandwich? Go have that sandwich. You want to go and have a little glass of wine? Have your little glass of wine. It's not an all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's where that deprivation comes in. So over the holidays, we have to navigate, and we do this with clients. What is the foods, I ask clients all the time, what are the top three foods that you're pining over missing? That Yeah, that you're you love and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to suck. Because we want to find that you don't have to take these foods away. We just often want to be finding a healthy replacement for those foods. So for Mm -hmm. me, one of my favorite foods in the entire world is my Nona's lasagna. Like hands down, if she were still alive to this day, I would gladly eat her entire gluten-filled, dairy-filled lasagna and suffer the consequences after. Because that's, <laughs> I also haven't had it in a few decades. So that's that's the other thing. But what I did is I wasn't giving up eating lasagna, my favorite food. I just created a gluten-free, dairy-free lasagna recipe, which Chris's family has all had. They loved it, right? Mm-hmm. I know I didn't, I'm not paying her to say that everybody it's on the website. No, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And you, you have to do Yeah. It. You just have to make these shifts, right? Is find the healthier alternatives to your favorite comfort foods. Cause that's what makes the difference between feeling deprived and feeling uh, sustained. And it's no different. Here's a little caveat. You and I are omnivores. What about the vegan? Mm. And, you know, I say it like that, the vegan, like, because I just think it sounds like a grand production, right? Like, it's so exciting because I go in and out of veganism as well. So what I'm saying is if your whole family is omnivore and you choose to eat vegan, you're bringing stuff. Someone's going to accommodate you. People don't usually roll their eyes or, you know, there's going to be some concessions. That's the same thing as when you're on these protocols, when you're on therapeutics, when you're trying to shift, when you're trying to take care of yourself. The big thing around the holidays is people just do not know. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law does not know how to not put dairy in the mashed potatoes or why you would not put dairy in the mashed potatoes. It, Let's go there. It took, it took <laughs> me years to break my mom of that, like years. She, I was like, did you put milk in the mashed potatoes? She was just a little bit. It's lactose free. I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. looks like I'm making the potatoes next time. Right. So we can do that. We can play around with it. Just remember, you have a lot of versatility. Find the things you love. These are what we're going to look at the 20. If it's over the 20 percent, then you know what? You take that slice of pie and you put it in the freezer and you enjoy it another day. Mm-hmm. Right. Chris, so do you want to give how about maybe we each give an example of our holiday 80 20 so that people can get an idea? Because I know like a uh, this can be a bit of a difficult concept for some to understand. It's mm-hmm. like, OK, so you're saying that like 80% of my meals have to be this, but 20% can be this. Remember, it's not an exact science. Like Chris and I probably follow more of like a 95-5 just because this is what we do for a living. So me, like over the holidays, I go to Kelly's Bake Shop in Burlington and I go a little extra on all of the goodies. Now there are gluten-free, vegan. Everything you do is a little extra. My middle name is extra. <laughs> I am I am double the extra guac at all times. Double the extra guac. <laughs> I get excited, right? I want it to be a special day for everybody. So I go and I drop a small fortune at Kelly's Bake Shop. They're gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, all the things. They taste amazing. 
and they still have sugar in them. They're still a cupcake. So I'm like, I don't care. I'm eating that cupcake and I'm eating that piece of, piece of cake and I'm eating that cookie. I don't even care. So that would be under my 20%. I would also, I love like- 20% for the whole week. Uh, well, Chris, you want to know what? Like if I throw an extra cupcake in there, I throw an extra cupcake in there. I'm not going to stress about it, right? It's not a, it's not a hard and fast rule. Exactly. And another, like for us, uh, one of our big family traditions is Christmas morning brunch. Like we are a big brunch family and you better believe I am having a mimosa out on Christmas morning because I've been up until 2 a.m. wrapping gifts. I'm having a mimosa alongside my matcha. Alongside the matcha, double battery acid. Yeah. What's happening? You don't there? like mimosa? Yeah, no, not a fan. Really? Even if it's like a fresh mm-hmm. pressed orange juice with like a lovely little prosecco. I would just take the orange she, juice. She wants a fresh, fresh pressed <laughs> orange juice. So for you, Chris, what would be an example of your 80-20 over the holidays or whatever your ratio is? Okay, so my 80-20, not quite the same. <laughs> But I do go and I buy, again, the gluten-free, not sugar-free because that's just not a thing, right? Unless I'm going to make it myself because I know how to do that. <laughs> but a gluten-free and a vegan apple crumble or in pumpkin pie. That is what we do. Everything else is basically farm to table. Yeah. Same with us. And I think it's just a lot of people get scared of also cooking as well, right? There's a lot of people that don't have kitchen skills, cooking skills, and you don't need to be making these big extravagant meals. Like, um, mm-hmm. I have a recipe on the blog. I believe it's, what is it? The, the honey carrot ribbons. They're super simple to make really delicious. I find if you're new in the kitchen, just like sauteing your veggies in like a little bit of avocado oil with some like garlic and whatever your favorite herbs are like, that'll taste amazing. It doesn't have to be these fancy cooking techniques and these like big ingredients and all these baked goods. Like you can make it really, really simple for yourself. And that's what it needs to be. There has to be some simple acts in there so that you can enjoy the holiday. Mm. I'm not sure you refine that yet though, Katie. I'm not sure you refine. I'm hearing 2 a.m. wrapping. I'm hearing, <laughs> you know, extravagant, you know, grocery shopping. Oh, that's stressful. It is. So let's not follow the footsteps of Katie's when it comes to Maybe Chris should do this holiday. One. You can definitely go absolutely and get all of those eating for the holiday recipes that she has she being Katie, but let's just not follow the rest of it. Katie. Does. <laughs> let's not follow the trust Katie from, uh, cause I do, I do most of my shopping on black Friday virtually. So from black Friday until like boxing day, it is just stress. And you want to, I do it to myself. We all do it to ourselves because we want the day to be so amazing. And to be honest, I don't ask anybody for help. Like I could delegate to my husband, even though last year, the two presents he was in charge of buying never got bought. I'm not holding it against him or anything. And I totally forgot about it too. Totally (laughs) forgot that he didn't buy those two gifts that he was assigned and I had 68 other ones to do. But I think even like delegating some tasks, right? Where instead of making sure all of our presents were perfectly with all the lovely bows and the right ribbons and the tags and all the the Pinterest looking presents under the tree, I allowed Frank to help me wrap the gifts. And was there some things I wouldn't have done in the gift wrapping? Yes, absolutely. But I am working on it, Chris. And I digressed. Poor Frank's blood is on the tape. And you're like, what is that spot? (laughs) Meanwhile, the guy has like cuts all over. You could get some aloe for the poor man, but you're like, put gloves on. (laughs) Put gloves on. I I see where this is going. I am sending Frank a care package package. for Christmas. (laughs) It's going to be called the KD Care Package. It's just going to be a bunch of magnesium and CBD oil. And a ticket to go stay at a hotel for the week. Oh, that's so lovely of you, Chris. I'll be sending my kids to your house. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's the thing, right? So this is what we have to look at it as, as just as a grand scheme of everything. So where I like to keep that whole farm to table, that whole mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And we're probably, you know, going to go a little bit more 90%. The thing is, is I don't subject the kids to that either. Mm-hmm. So they get a little bit more of that relaxation still within the way we eat, but my 95 doesn't have to be theirs. Mm-hmm. They can go that 70, 30, they can go that 60, right? They want to eat like, so and then we know as adults, we want to eat like, so absolutely being able to mimic And that's where we're going to have to navigate and handle those and pre-plan. Pre-planning. So let's go into tips and tricks of handling the holidays, eating for the holidays, minimizing skin flares, having that balance, having all the fun. So we'll go through some of our tips that we do ourselves and the ones that we teach to our clients. So the first one is whenever you're going to a holiday party, a holiday dinner, a holiday gathering that isn't at your house. You want to, even if it is at your house, is making sure you eat before you go. You don't want to go somewhere starving and ravenous because you're just going to be searching for anything and everything in sight. Your blood sugar is going to be off on a joy ride. So remember, we want to have really even blood sugar across the board, gentle, nice curves to our blood sugar. Because if we get those hard and fast spikes where we starve ourselves, we live on coffee, and then, oh my gosh, we eat this sugary cupcake, and then we d- drop back down, and then we don't eat, and all of our blood sugar is on a roller coaster, this actually increases sebum production in the skin, which will clog your pores and lead to more breakouts. So we don't want to be having crazy blood sugar. The trick here is not skipping meals. Coffee is not a meal. We cannot survive on coffee all day. And we're telling you this just as much as we tell ourselves this, because... I feel this is directed at me. This is is, uh, fully directed at Chris right now. Did you have your breakfast yet today? I did. And then I had my coffee. There we go. After I walked the dog. Wow. And that's the trick, right? Is you want to be having something with protein, fiber, and healthy fats at every single meal. And in the morning, if you're a coffee drinker, have a little meal of protein, fiber, fats. It doesn't need to be this massive, like, Christmas brunch, but just something small to get, you know, something in your stomach and your blood sugar feeling good. And then you can have your coffee or then you can have your matcha. So that way you're having the sustained energy. So that way, when you go out, you know, there's food in your tummy, you're not ravenous. You're not going to be searching for all of those carbs because when your blood sugar is dipping and you're like, I'm going to die here, I need food immediately. What are people usually reaching for, Chris? They have to go for the sugar because glucose is the first processing macronutrient. And the brain just says, I uh, can't function, right? Brain fog. That's one of the first symptoms that come up. Give me carbs. Give me sugar. Give me the thing so I can get my energy back up. And then you just stay on this roller coaster ride throughout the day. So that's number one. Number two would be, I always offer to bring something. Like most people do, they always offer to bring something. So I always ask my mother-in-law, you know, hey, Janet, like, what did you plan on making for dinner, dinner this, this weekend? What would you like me to bring to contribute? And just say, oh, okay, well, you know, we're going to do a turkey and a ham and so-and-so is bringing this. Would you be able to bring a salad or a carrot dish? And I'm like, yep, no problem. Got it covered. So then that way I bring a dish that I can share with everybody, something I know that isn't going to upset my tummy or upset any of the things, but I make enough to share with everybody. And I never like, you know, go in and announce it, like, this is gluten-free, dairy-free, all the frees. Obviously my family knows that because I am Katie Stewart. So they have fully accepted <laughs> I am who I am, but I always bring something to share with the group. And then my second, actually I'll tell a second tip, Chris, what would you usually do when you offer to bring something? When I offer to bring something, I find out what they're serving so that one, I'm not duplicating it. Two, I also know that it's setting myself and my family up because that's the priority, right? I need to know 
that there are, usually there's a snack tray around the holidays. There's, we snack before we eat. It's, I call it grazing. So we graze before we eat. And that's what I want to know. I want to know, can myself, can the children, can our family graze? I already know that, you know, there's probably going to be a turkey or a ham or like you're saying, right? Sometimes I got to let go of those little evils in there, you know, a little sprinkle of sugar or the pineapple on top, you know, these types of things I get my part of the 20. So we're not worried about the extra glazes on the ham or the extra, like the bacon and pineapple or whatever it is on the Mm -hmm. turkey. Like those are those little things that we as nutritionists, we should say, kind of just let slide over the holidays. Yeah. And that's where we can ramp it up in other ways. But Katie and I also, again, that autoimmune. So we are very diligent about keeping up certain things. Just because you have acne, it doesn't mean it's a forever. So acne doesn't have to be forever. And you may not have to eat like that forever, but you are going to have to eat in moderation and to serve your body. So this is the best way to set it up. Absolutely. So with Chris and I, we both like, I'm celiac. I cannot eat gluten. It is not a like, oh, I'm just going to have it once in a while. Straight up, I can't. So when I go places... You know, when people, if people don't know, so I'm going somewhere new because all my family and friends know how I eat. They've accepted it. I always have to ask, I'm celiac. So I'm more than, I always say, I'm more than happy to bring something to ensure that, you know, there's something that I can eat. It's just, it, it'll make me very sick. And they're always like, yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. Cause it's like the same thing is, is this day and age, everyone's more accepting of dietary preferences. Like, oh, are you vegetarian? Are you vegan? Are you whatever? Do you need gluten-free? So if I need to advocate for myself, I always will. Yeah. And that's the key right there. We need to advocate. So you having an autoimmune, me having an autoimmune, it might be more socially acceptable because it causes Mm -hmm. us for you. It's debilitating, right? For me, my inflammation is not seen on the outside. It's on the inside. So I suffer greatly on the inside. And for the family, for many, many years, it was like, I don't know what her problem is. Aunt so-and-so celiac. Why does Chris have to be gluten-free? And I think that's how I actually heard it, by the way. (laughs) How it was actually said to you. Yeah. Why is she still doing that? Right? So when you start hearing these comments and I can totally appreciate where everybody is, when you start hearing these comments, when you start feeling like you're less than standard, when you start having a label as, oh, so what is it that you want us to accommodate for you? Mm -hmm. These types of comments really wear on you. And then you don't want to go to these events. Mm -hmm. So for those acne sufferers, I really say, instead of telling people again, that you're doing it for your acne and Oh, what, what yo-yo thing are you doing now? It's not about that. It's I'm eating for my body. It feels good like this. I love all this stuff. I just get wicked bloat and I'm down for three days. That's all we have to say. Oh yeah, I get bloat too. Oh my gosh. Those are relatable. Mm-hmm. The more relatable, like the, I have really painful periods. I have terrible constipation, horrible bloat, headaches, like all of those things that other people have also experienced. When you say you want to know what, I haven't just generally, I haven't been feeling great for a really long time. It's been really impacting my life. It's hard for me to go places. So I'm starting to really watch what I eat, make sure I'm eating more whole foods or whatever you want to say. And I'm feeling so much better. So when we go in and I know obviously not everybody will understand, but just giving that a little bit of an explanation and that you can even say that, say, listen, I don't expect you to understand what I'm doing and I'm not forcing you to eat the way that I'm eating, but I would really love if you could just support me while I go through this process. Yeah. And for the, somebody that can't do that, then you know where you stand. And then that's a whole different conversation. So when it comes to those tips, like you said, eating before 
offer to bring something, ask what the menu is. It is okay to ask what the menu is because if you're going to bring something, you can mimic it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have children, you want to mimic it as much to so they don't have the visual impact. Absolutely. And that's what I do when I go to my mother-in-law's. Like I ha- I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. I have the most wonderful in-laws ever. My mother-in-law Janet, phenomenal lady, and she never judged me or got angry at me for bringing an additional food to her house at the holiday. She was just happy that we were there. I know not everybody is in that lucky of, of a position, but for me, is I I'm like I always bring like items. So I knew she's making stuffing. I know she's making gravy. I know she's making this. So I'll bring a gluten like a, an almond flour that almond flour stuffing. I'll make a bone broth gravy. And now my sister-in-law, her daughter, is also gluten-free. So I make something for the both of us. And now she'll. Like, hey, like, could you bring a gluten free dessert for you and Holly? So it's just really nice to see that bringing those like items can really just contribute to the table as a whole. And like I said, I always make enough for everybody. I never make just like enough for myself and my little dish. So that way other people can try it as well. So now that we've kind of talked about going over to other people's homes, let's talk about some ways that you can now navigate the table once you're there. So for me, I will always take a piece of the protein because the host usually always makes the protein. So I will take, you know, a, a chunk of turkey, whether it's the ham, you know, I'll put up some of the salad or carrots that I've made on my plate. And I'll generally try to look for veggies that aren't covered in like cheese or like a creamy sauce. And then I'll put that on my plate. And that's generally, you can usually find those things. What would you say? I know getting like a cheese free veggie at the holidays is kind of hard sometimes. Why we're so invested in cheese, I have no idea. Now being, and I mean, I was. Oh, same. But looking back, I mean, I would just come home, I'd have a pickle and like a block of cheese. I'm not even kidding. Like I would just think, yeah. So I feel you. I mean, I understand the mechanics of it, why it does that in our body and why we want it now. But looking at it, it's the cheese. Something to add to that is we're navigating. We can navigate in the kitchen too. So I would say, Before you add the dairy into the mashed potatoes, can I snag some? Yeah. Can I snag some? And then, yeah, can I snag some? And and then I would do the oil and the garlic and I would snazz it up. And then people are like, well, what are you eating? I'm like, Mm -hmm. they wanted what we ate. Mm -hmm. And like, that's easy, right? That's good. It's taking some of the mashed potatoes out before saying, hey, you want to know what? Dairy really doesn't agree with me. And I don't want to be in your bathroom for the next four hours, not hanging out. So would you mind if I just (laughs) snagged a scoop, like almost make a joke of it, make light of it. And I find that helps as well because people understand lactose intolerant. They're like, oh yeah, no, no, I don't want you in the bathroom either. Right. So I find the, like adding a little bit of humor to it can also help lighten the mood. Yes. Like this is another little tick that trick that I do when we go out places is if, you know, uh, again, being a foodie, I love going out to all the restaurants. We live in wine country. I go to all the wineries. And so I'll generally make a joke and they'll say, Oh, I'm like, Oh, listen, like I'm celiac and dairy free. I know it's not super fun. Is there any modifications that can be done here? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, I know it sucks, but my husband, he eats all the things. So it's like, I just make light of it in order to I don't want to say in order to make other people feel comfortable, but in order to like lighten the mood a little bit. Because you never know where people are. And sometimes it's not your comfort because you're frequenting the same restaurants. You get to know the people, you get to understand the quality and everybody wants, that's repeated business. So, I mean, it works for both ways. So when we're navigating those tables though, it can be hard. That's why asking ahead of time, Mm -hmm. chatting ahead of time, would you be open to, to me bringing blank, blank, blank. Mm -hmm. 
would you be open to me bringing blank, 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 right? If that's the host, essentially it's the pecking order. We want to ask permission. We don't want to rock the boat. I've done it many times. It doesn't work. They just get really You, Chris? Pissed. No, you're not a boat rocker in the slightest. They just get really, really mad. Um, and then they talk about you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, time to go. They're, they need to talk about us. <laughs> so these types of things, if you can't find anything, guaranteed you can likely find salad and a protein that can tie you over mm -hmm. and always not just navigate the table, but always pack your bag with a couple snacks just in case that you can ravage down in the car when you leave but you just pop it in your bag you go out <laughs> pretend there's a gris christmas gift out there and you <laughs> chomp away like you shove that and no one's in your mouth. <laughs> you just eat you it like eat a champ. It. okay so the final tip chris is of course supporting digestion over the holidays because we all overeat at the holidays it's just gonna happen we're gonna get tired and if we are following more of that 80-20 approach or say something that doesn't agree with us accidentally sneaks in, we want to have that digestive support in place to ease any of our symptoms. So two things, let's start with two things. I know you're probably going to add a couple things, but for sure is we want to be making sure we're having some type of digestive support. So whether it's digestive bitters that you would be taking in a little water before your meals, these taste terrible because they're extremely bitter. Just a heads up. I find the most travel friendly for me that I, I have a bottle in the diaper bag, a little like thing in my purse is plant-based enzymes. Would you agree that plant-based enzymes travel the easiest and they're usually the easiest to take as well? Yeah. Any enzyme that has a bottle and has one of those moisture protectors inside. Mm -hmm. like yeah. And then you can be having your enzymes with your meal, with your snack, whatever it may be. I generally, if I'm having like a more snacky foods or a lighter food, I'll take one enzyme. If I'm having a bigger meal, I'll take the full uh, amount of two enzymes. Of course, lots of our clients take the betaine HCL, but we would never recommend taking a betaine HCL unless you're under the guidance of a practitioner because there is a specific way to take it and you wouldn't want to take it incorrectly. So I would say the safest travel friendly would be a plant-based enzymes. There's lots of different brands out there. Like we use pure encapsulations quite often. We'll use like Organica, I would say is a really easy, accessible one for a lot of people. Any other easy, accessible ones or brands we could throw out there for anyone? New Roots, that's an easier one. For American clients, Orthomolecular has some. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just look around yeah. and look for a plant-based enzyme to really help support your digestion. Because remember, those enzymes are going to assist in breaking down your food, which means you're going to absorb your nutrients, but also it's going to be breaking down the food so it doesn't sit there in your gut and start to putrefy, rot, and ferment and feed all of the opportunistic bacteria in your gut and going to allow for quicker transit time through your system. And Chris, how would you- Hello, bloat. Yeah, hello, bloat. So this will minimize your bloat as well. And how would you feel about like a probiotic for digestive support? Yeah, remember the body's a fulcrum, mm -hmm. right? So if you have that teeter-totter seesaw, I don't even know if they even make them anymore, but I keep dating myself here. However, I haven't seen them at There's the park, probably some so type of safety issue where we can't have fun with the teeter-totters anymore, Chris. Oh gosh, it violates Facebook rules. It's, yeah, like, the Facebook knows? gods don't like teeter-totters, right? so that's why we don't have them anymore. So if your body's that fulcrum, we have to support upper, we support lower GI. That's how we do it. So those are nice and simple. You don't need to do it till you're at home. So it's not like you have to travel with it. It's easy. And if you're wanting to learn more about probiotics, go back to one of our previous podcasts. I believe it's called the best probiotics for acne. And that will give you like a full whole episode all on probiotics because it's a really big topic. All right. Any other tips we want to add in there to support digestion, to navigate tables, to make sure they have fun to eat and all the things. Yeah, the one my kids absolutely hate. Oh, great. What is it? 
we have to wait at least an hour for a dessert after our meal. Of course you make them do that. They probably hate you so much for that. They're like, mom, you're not my favorite right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a long list. There's Katie, a long seriously. list. Like, let's just not, let's not reserve it just the, a Christmas the dinner. The teen girls over there. So, and Chris, as I, of course, I know the answer to this one, but why should people be waiting an hour until they have the dessert? We have to give that body a chance to start digesting it. We tend to one overeat. Like you said, we indulge. It's so great. We don't eat these foods all the time. So when we get them, it's just like this big, huge experience. Plus it's social, right? It's a social atmosphere. So when you're sitting, you're engaging all of these wonderful things, it puts a lot of pressure on the digestive system. So the longer you can wait, I mean, meat sweat four to six hours and for digestion, then, you know, digestion. plant-based for digestion, plant-based, you're looking two to three. So if we compound our sugars on top of that, it's called putrefaction. Like you said, it's rotting. So I know one hour isn't enough, but by the time I've got my digestive enzymes, I'm in a relaxed setting. So I'm not in fight or flight. We've got to do dishes anyways. You got to do dishes so anyways. Like, yeah, I got to oh, do dishes, dishes. anyways. It's least, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> so that's the thing. So that's what I just, just as long as you can just kind of push it. And then you tend not to overeat the dessert either. Absolutely. Because your hunger cues catch up and your body's like, oh, I'm actually pretty full. Because if you just keep jamming it down, you can get a lot in there. So let's kind of do a quick summarization of eating for the holidays. So remember, whenever we can reduce stress, let's reduce it. I'm telling this to myself, everybody. If you're not in a therapeutic protocol, make sure you follow that 80-20, right? Eat the nourishing foods when you can, when you're at home, when you're prepping, and when you're going out to a holiday party, enjoy that glass of wine, enjoy that cookie, whatever it may be. Then we want to be making sure that we eat before we go. So we're feeling nourished before we go. Our blood sugar is stable. We're having the protein, the fiber, and the healthy fats. If you need examples for protein, fiber, fats, we'll link the log on this below offer to bring something. I always will bring like an hors d'oeuvre type snack and a side dish, whether that's a salad or a vegetable. And I will put that, that on the table. And then that way I know I could eat that. Plus I'll generally pick a protein to go with it. And then we want to be supporting our digestion through some plant-based enzymes and some probiotics. And the final thing is if you're like, Katie, this is all amazing, but I have no idea what to make. We got you on this. Two things. One, you can be going over to our blog and just searching holiday, Christmas, whatever it may be. I have tons of holiday blogs and in almost every holiday recipe, I do a a recipe roundup where I link to the other ones. The second option is we actually have Holiday Eats, which is our holiday cookbook will be found in the shop section on katiestewartwellness.com. And what is amazing is during the month of December, we are donating 100% of the proceeds from the sale of Holiday Eats to a local charity as well. All right, Chris, any final things? that you want to add before we send them off into the rest of December to enjoy their parties and have fun over the holidays. Enjoy yourself, relax, stay in today, love it. And don't worry, I'm on the other side to help guide you through it. We'll see you next week on the next episode of the Clear Skin Chronicles. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.